0: Welcome to the BodyTrack Academy podcast, created by EPs for EPs. The podcast will take you on an in-depth understanding of everything an EP is faced with on a day-to-day basis, including clinical, personal, and business practices, to ensure you become the best practitioner possible. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, follow us on whatever streaming service you use to ensure the message spreads and you are notified of any new podcast or educational resources available to you. Furthermore, if you're not already part of our online academy, head over to Facebook and join the Body Track Academy. Happy listening.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Body Track Academy podcast. Um, we have another exercise oncology podcast today. Um, in one of our recent episodes on clinical upskilling in exercise oncology, where we discussed our cancer care specialty prac for EP students, um, I also briefly mentioned some options for our graduates in the community who may also be interested in upskilling. So today I'm really excited to be announcing that we've actually developed a series of exercise oncology learning modules that are suitable for our graduates, for experienced DPs um, and students. And so you can now access, access these via our website. Um, there are four one-hour modules uh, developed by oncology specialist Nicole and a deep dive into the role of exercise and how to clinically approach the management of side effects of cancer and cancer treatment. So this includes quite a lot of information on side effects such as cancer-related fatigue, cancer-related cognitive impairments, sarcopenia, cohexia and many other side effects as well. So, to tell us a little bit more about the modules um, and what how and what they might how they might benefit you, <laughs> I'm really lucky to today be joined by Nicole um, as well as Georgia and Josh, who are practitioners at BodyTrack and have used the modules to build their confidence in Cancer Care. So today we'll chat a little bit about what's included in the modules and how they might benefit your learning. So, Nicole, tell us a little bit about how these modules
2: came about. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's great to be here today to promote these new modules um, and share some learning that we think has been really valuable for our own colleagues and other students and things as well. Um, So, these actually came about when we started up a cancer care practicum uh, component here at BodyTrack. We had an increasing interest in students coming through on placement who either wanted to learn more about exercise oncology because they had an interest in it uh, and or they felt that they were slightly underprepared and didn't feel like it was an area that they learned or had enough time to learn about at uni. So we created our own little mini modules between you and I, uh, six sort of little mini blocks, which aligned with six weeks that they were here on prac, um, designed to upskill them. Then we realised it was a great little basis and we also had other colleagues who were keen to upskill a little bit more and as we got an increasing number of referrals from uh, the Wesley and other hospitals in around Brisbane, and you and I didn't have quite enough space to take all our oncology patients, we decided it was a chance to build our oncology experts at BodyTrack um, and created a program that I suppose we would find helpful if we came through at that stage um, and to teach some of the learnings that we'd learned along the way to upskill our colleagues as well.
1: Great. Um so I've as I said I've brought uh Georgia and Josh onto the podcast today. Um they have just worked through um all four of the modules. Um and I'd love to know a little bit more about what you guys thought and what you felt like you got out of it. Um Georgia a question for you what prompted your utilization of the modules?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I can definitely speak to sort of what you were saying, Nick, in that uh, being a relatively new practitioner, I found that with uni, although we were really well equipped to move into the space of what was required of us in our job, I found that exercise oncology was just something that we didn't quite have time to really delve into. Um, And it's obviously an incredibly important space and it's something that we're really passionate about as exercise physiologists. So I wanted to better prepare myself in that sense. So I could walk into any situation and be able to empower my clients and make sure that they were getting the care that was important to them. Um, I also found too that I was just getting quite a lot of referrals where people may not have necessarily had a cancer diagnosis as their primary referral to seeing us, but it was something that had been part of their story and part of what they'd experienced before. So in that sense, I also wanted to to be able to provide support throughout that, because although we know that that acute treatment phase is where exercise can play a really important role, post-treatment and into survivorship is just as important. So I wanted to be able to, yeah, feel more confident in that space. So, yeah, that's sort of where that begins.
1: That's great, Georgia, and that really touches really nicely on what Nicole and I really hoped for from the modules as well, is we want people to feel more confident if they do have a patient, like you said, who has cancer in their history, for it not to just be, all right, not really 100% sure on on what that means or how to deal with that, but to be confident in recognising the different elements that may be impacting that person ongoingly um, and how it may actually impact your treatment plan as well and and how effective the outcomes may be so we wanted to really be able to empower the practitioners on our team but as as many people in the community um, as well so thanks so much for sharing that Georgia that's that's really great Um, now Josh can you tell us a little bit more about what you were hoping to gain from from the modules
0: yeah, I mean, um, I definitely, from the outset, having not had any sort of um, exercise oncology experience, i um, been very minor, as Georgia touched on, um, coming out of uni, um, it was it's very daunting, very scary when you get someone um, sort of referred to you, whether it be sort of as a secondary condition or something that they've had previously, or as, um, as we're finding now, we are sort of starting to share those referral bases around a little bit more. Um, people coming in with a primary um, uh, cancer diagnosis or... Um, and it, it's hard to know how in that initial interaction to assess into what you can and can't do and, and, and where you're supposed to sort of direct your, your attention. So um, initially I was hoping for a really filtered approach um, to assessing um, what sort of treatment factors we can we can manage and, and um, really focusing on those modifiable um, modifiable factors that we can really help with that's going to sort of assist with what is quite obviously a severe condition in, in most cases but also a severe treatment, um, uh, treatment schedule for them as well um, and just having that understanding then of, okay, well, these are the points that I want to sort of focus on and can be applied across quite a variety of, Um, uh, specific or specificities within the conditions. Um, And then I think following that, which was something I wasn't expecting to to find, but I think um, something that I, after the first module, I then wanted to learn more and more about throughout was um, now that I've got this knowledge and I've got this education behind me, understanding that that is going to be just as powerful for them as any exercise that we can do and letting them know and sort of um, really validating some of their experiences and then what they're feeling and thinking and um, and how we can assist with that on more of a sort of um, just an educational and knowledge basis rather than just, okay, well, this is the exercise we're going to do today.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic, Josh, and, and we really have hope that we can help people to feel more confident with the education that they're providing, that they're providing clear, accurate and really concise information to patients because really commonly we have patients coming to us who are really overwhelmed with the volume of information that they're getting Um, and there's not a lot of clarity, particularly um, sometimes around different lifestyle management um, approaches and exercise being one of those, Um, what it means, how important it is, or how to go about it, um, as well as the safety surrounding it. So um, that was really important for us to try and really help clarify for people, but also give some ways to approach that um, for when you're um, educating your clients as well. Uh, Now, Nicole, can you tell us a little bit about the structure of of the modules um, as well, so
2: people can get a bit of an idea of um, what it might kind of look like? Absolutely. So we know there is an abundance of information out there, and there are some other really fantastic modules and um, learning packages out there in the market already, um, which I highly recommend a few of those I've already done as well. So we didn't want to recreate what was already being created, um, and we're not here to try to recreate the wheel either, but uh, essentially we're trying to translate that that theory to practice. What, what do we really see in the clinic? How much of that theory can we apply? and what resources have we used or created at a time that's actually going to be helpful for um, a new student or a new graduate or an experienced EP who can use the next day on. It. So really hands-on, practical um, transitions of information. So the way we structured our modules was breaking it up into four, as you mentioned. Um, each clustering and and focusing on a couple of side effects at a time and we look into each side effect so like you mentioned before we've got cancer-related fatigue, um, cancer-related cognitive impairment, lymphedema, deconditioning, psychopenia, cachexia, psychological distress and peripheral neuropathy. They're the the key ones we look at Um, and they're areas that we know that exercise can have a great impact on. So we break each of those down and then we go through what kind of assessment and screening do we use or what kind of tools have we created and used with real clients how can we assess this how can we quantify it where is it important to quantify and, and how much we focus on it and then we go into uh areas of perhaps their treatment and how it might impact this side effect in particular how it might impact exercise and then most importantly how exercise can help and what that might look like for an individual um, in a clinic as well so that's sort of the general structure. Um, and then, of course, those little beauties we love to throw in there is those real-life experiences. So what are some, you know, clinical tips that we've found really helpful? What are these little tidbits that we go and that was helpful? What could be useful for someone else to use? And we, of course, include some of our resources as well that we've created to, say, manage um, and track fatigue and so forth.
1: Yeah, and it's it's really designed to try and help, like, augment your learning as much as possible. So we wanted, We quite commonly are supporting other people to feel more confident when they're um seeing an oncology client, and we wanted to really capture the um, elements of information that we would typically be consistently educating people about, and try and make it as um, concise and and as accessible uh, as possible. So. Um yeah, there are four different um, so sorry, there're four modules of a couple of different side effects in each. Um, they are designed to be kind of followed through um, consecutively, but if you have something that you really wanted to specifically focus on, you can kind of dive into that. So they're pretty comprehensive in the coverage of each side effect as Absolutely. well. Um, now Josh, uh, can you tell us maybe uh, two key things that you gain, You feel like you may have gained from um, accessing the modules?
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to preface this by saying that, um, Caitlin, you didn't uh, incentivise me to say any of this at all. Um, but uh, the first thing, uh, more specifically, was um, I wasn't aware of the prevalence of um, cancer-related cognitive um, impairments and how widespread that was um around a lot of treatment processes and I think the the high percentage of of it really sort of threw me because it was something that um I had noticed in clients that had been going through treatment but maybe they weren't um seeing me primarily for um for exercise for oncology so um that was really um really good for me because it um, not only understanding that and then being able to educate them um, on on what that is, and but then um, as I was saying before, being able to validate sort of how they're feeling and that frustration that can build up about that, and and giving them small little tasks or small little um, like lifestyle modification factors that we can just do that might seem like nothing, but for them can sort of really impact their their quality of life and their day to day interactions. So that was really um, really interesting for me. Um, moving on from that and sort of, uh, I guess, linked as well was um, throughout the modules, there was like small little moments where what you're reading on the screen was just your, your knowledge that you're running through. And then there was this sort of voice of reason of Caitlin just so um, throwing out some little, um, you know, Easter eggs or words of wisdom here and there, which were great. And for me as someone that you know okay the knowledge is here I I'm I'm re- reading through this but once that sort of really practical application once that well how does this correlate then to my to, de- to my day-to-day practice and that was fantastic so um, it really did sort of allow us to, to sift through everything and just go in like this is what we know in my um, in my experience this and this works the best like something like that just gives uh, a new practitioner or someone that's fairly naive coming into their exercise oncology space a really clear direction of where to start with and then you've got obviously the the wealth of um, information to move on from there
1: oh great and josh that beer that i promised you it's waiting on the <laughs> no thanks we really appreciate that and and that's really really cool to know because that's what we'd really what, that's why we would really recommend working through all four and, and not just going for um, a specific side effect that you want to learn a little bit more about because um, um like even for us working through these modules as well, it really continued to snowball our learning even mm-hmm. further. Like it's just such a good opportunity to really expand your understanding of how broad the oncology space can be and how extensive the impacts of, of cancer and its treatments can be on someone's life. And, and what contribution we can make just beyond their, their physical functioning um, as well. So yeah, thank you so much for that, Josh. Um, Georgia, can you give me a little bit about um, what you feel like you might have gained from the modules? Definitely. So um, I'm, I'm going to emphasise sort
3: of what Josh was talking to in that last point and that um, being able to have the most latest the latest research and what that means and what that looks like for what we expect to see in somebody. But then to have those little words of wisdom from you guys and look at practical implications so that we could then be like, OK, I'm seeing somebody tomorrow that's living in this. How can I apply it straight away? I found that so useful and just having those little bits. On the on the side of the slide there, to because obviously when we are learning, it can be quite overwhelming to take in a lot of information um, in modules. Although it is so incredibly important to have it there, so to then have those little bits to be like, okay, cool, that's what I'm going to take from this in in that, and then apply it apply it straight away. Um, and I think from that too, like you guys have touched on as well, using all of the research, but then applying that to practice and what that looks like in a human, because we know that everybody's a little bit different. And although we understand what that it looks like from a from a pathophysiological standpoint, and we understand what generally occurs with treatment, it's not going to look the same for everybody. And I think as practitioners, it's important for us too to then take a step back and be like, we're never going to actually understand what it's like to be in their context, and we don't know what it's like to go what to sorry to. Um, experience what they're going through at this stage. Um, But what we can do is empower them with this education and with this information that we do have, um, and ensure that we're supporting them in every way that we can. I think that's just a really exciting thing for me to take away as a practitioner, to now have the confidence to be like, okay, I understand what this means, but I also understand what it looks like from both of your experiences in exercise oncology, and I can sort of tailor that to the person in front of me. So I think that's a really fantastic thing. Um, And in saying that too, it's just made me really excited to learn more. Like, there's just so much to know, and I think you guys have made it really clear and concise. You've given all the important information that we need, um, and it's just really applicable to us as exercise physiologists. So... You guys are fantastic, um, but um, that's also not not sponsored. And I don't actually have a beer brought to me, which I find quite rude. But we can talk about that later. <laughs> but I um, think my second point, um, and there's so many in there. Um, obviously, I could talk all day about <laughs> about the things that I've taken away from these modules. But um, I really found the kids related fatigue points to be really useful because obviously it's such a complex side effect, and it's something that's going to impact pretty much every part of our patient's day. And we know that not only is that going to impact like how it's sort of touching to their mood and kind of what that looks like from a psychological standpoint, um, it's going to impact how they relate their relationship with other people. It's going to even potentially impact their experience of pain related to that treatment as well. Um, And so looking at ways that you can, A, understand the processes, But B, then have, I guess, a little bit more direction in our assessment. So, for example, now I feel that if I go into an initial assessment with somebody who is experiencing cancer-related fatigue, um, I know that I have a little bit of structure in the things that that I want to ask and what that will then mean for how I prescribe exercise to them. And then also, like, we've we've touched on what that means for their life. So little bits and pieces like a pacing diary, um, looking for boom and bust patterns, how we can then discuss that with them, educate them, and then ensure that what we're doing in the clinic is reflective of that. Um, And also, I suppose as an exercise physiologist too, we're quite lucky in that we get to check in with people a little bit more frequently than they do with their specialists. And so we can actually have that really close tracking of what that fatigue looks like, how it's impacting their life, what we can do to assist them. Um, So yeah, and I think on top of that too, it was just really exciting to to learn that um, from a research standpoint, exercise is the most effective intervention for cancer-related fatigue. Uh, both during and post-treatment, and I think that's a really cool thing, obviously in combination with the psychological component of that too, but I think, yeah, that's empowering for us as practitioners and for our patients as well.
1: That's great, Georgia. You definitely earned a beer as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and really we wanted to be able to try and uh, condense and create a bit of an easy kind of access to the different assessment tools that we use so that you feel like, all right, I've identified these kind of key kind of either considerations or indications that may um, just need a little bit more uh, like investigation and so what assessment tools do you then use or how do you build your toolbox to really feel a little bit more um, uh, capable um, in in assessing that? Um, Nicole, was there anything else that you
2: wanted to add in? I think you guys summarised it well and it's really uh, exciting to hear and I think you're as passionate as we are because sometimes I think Ellen and I can feel yeah. like maybe we're in a funny little group where we just love this kind of stuff, but it's really exciting to see other people get as passionate about it too. And I think when you delve deeper and realize just how impactful we can be as exercise physiologists. Um, not only within exercise, but within those behaviour change and lifestyle modifications as well, um, right across the Cancer Care Continuum. Um, And to see you guys grow in confidence is really exciting. So I'm just excited that we might not only help our our team, but other EPs out there so we can continue to, you know, make exercise a really critical and standard part of Cancer Care practice going forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Josh and Georgia, was there anything else that you guys wanted to add?
0: Um, just in terms of, like um, Nick said, that confidence walking away now, you know, we touched on the tool bag a few, a few times, having that sort of – that really sort of good base to, to build from and, and sort of that eagerness now for more referrals, for sort of more widespread referrals, things that, you know, you look at initially and go, oh, I'm not sure what that is. I'm going to go do a bit more research. That sort of stuff is, is, is exciting, and it's, and it's honestly not something I was expecting coming into the module. So that was really, really good.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think at the end of the day, whether you're um, a new grad, a new practitioner or you're still a student, I think um, Mm -hmm. the most exciting thing about our job is that we're always learning. And I think taking opportunities like this, because as we've chatted about, oncology is a little bit of a scary space. And it's a bit of um, particularly like I said earlier, as a new practitioner, walking into an initial and not quite feeling as if I've had the exposure of of a senior practitioner. Now I feel like I can walk into any assessment, feel a little bit more confident. I know I've got a great team backing me to to keep learning further. And I think it's just been, yeah, a really great opportunity. And I was just as excited as you guys to see this hopefully make a difference for other people as well.
1: Well, great. Thanks so much, guys. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, our modules are now able to be accessed via the website, um, well, our website, BodyTrack.com. Um, Um, and the link will be available in the bio for this podcast for easy access. Uh, Each module is $50 um, and there's a discount rate for all four and you can claim um, for a point on each of those modules because they're an hour each um, towards your um, SRCPD. Um, We have a short accompanying case study module, um, which is actually an opportunity to practise and apply your learnings with real cases that Nicole and I have previously encountered. Um, so, it features a recorded case study taking you through our approach and clinical reasoning and is followed by some further examples um, that you can work through to problem solve and to improve your confidence before going into um, real cases. Um, so, Nicole and I actually also offer oncology mentoring if you would like a little bit more support um, beyond your learning. Um, that's definitely something that we can chat up chat about a little bit further with you if that's something that you're interested in, Um, and there's some more information about this on our website as well. So, um, yeah, finally, if you're still not sure, we're more than happy to answer any questions. If you um, contact or reach out to us, we'll put our details in the bio as well. Otherwise, on the website, there's access to a free webinar um, that I did for ESSA um, on oncology as well, and so that can give you a little bit of um, insight into our content. Um, well, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Nicole, thank you for your time. And thank you, Josh and Georgia, so much for, for coming on. Looking forward to catching up for that be it. Good work, team. Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. So remember to share, like, or follow to keep updated with all our podcasts and educational resources.